Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back, Silver and Black. Today, the home stretch on this Thursday edition in mid, well, now it's late February. Man, the months are going by, Mo. It's just, you know, when you're, when, you're yo- when you're young, like every day is like 60 hours. And then now you wake up and it's 6 p.m. <laughs> it goes so fast. It goes so fast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, what we want to do now is get into one of our favorite parts of the whole week, which, of course, is uh, the Raider Nation uh, mailbag, which we love to talk to you guys about. So here we go. Raider Nation is never shy. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, there we go. So we're going to get right to this. And and um, as you can imagine, Mo, might have a few questions about quarterback. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, it's interesting to hear folks' points of view. I'm always interested, especially with people that I might not agree with. Um, because, like, I don't see... And I would love anybody's comments to to give me a good, really good explanation. I've had a couple good explanations where I'm like, okay, I understand your point of view. It's well thought out. Is just the idea that the Raiders should not do everything they can to pursue a quarterback. Like, it's hard for me to understand that when you see what's happening around the league. And you see what happened with the Chiefs. I know Raider fans hate the Chiefs. I get it. But what you've seen over their little mini kind of dynasty it all started with getting the right quarterback. I think the major pushback that I, at least from my view has been, it's about the price. They don't want to give up too much to get that quarterback. So they don't want to give up three ones, you know, and a two to get a quarterback because they'll say, well, we'll get the quarterback, but then we won't have much around them because Mm -hmm. we'll be giving up too much. Mm -hmm. And my response to that has has always been easier to build a football team when you don't have to worry about the quarterback position, <laughs> right? If you think yes. you have the right quarterback, then you're not, you know, moving assets around to get that quarterback. Because let's be yeah. honest about teams that for the past several years have been trying to get their starting quarterback over time, over the years, they wind up giving up just as much as teams giving up draft picks and a blockbuster trade. It just ha- doesn't happen all in one trade it happens over the span of two three years so just think think about the teams that are constantly trading up or trading players cutting guys to get a quarterback at the end of the day you're 
you're still sacrificing. You're sacrificing over a longer period of time. Though. Sure. If you're worried about giving up capital and, and what have you for a quarterback in a draft, to me, it's the same thing. You're just doing it in one swoop. Well, that, that to me is a little bit of the circular argument with the quarterback situation, right? Which is, well, don't give up too much draft capital because then you, to your, to your reasoning just there, but then people will say, well, it's too risky to, to go up and get a quarterback because, because a certain percentage of quarterbacks from the first round don't make it as the franchise quarterback. But, but, but you're arguing that saying that you want to protect a third and a fourth round draft pick or a first round from next year that you, you have no idea if that one's going to work out. I mean, look at the Raiders draft history in the last four years to show you how you can have as many number one draft picks as you want. And guess what? It can somehow not work out at all. So to me, that's what you have to do. And, and again, we don't know who they evaluate and who they like. Like you can be out there and really believe, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with the opinion that Bo Nix is not a number one quarterback in the NFL. Let's say that's your point of view. Okay, great. If the Raiders think he is, guess what? They're going to try to get him because that's what they believe. And so you look at that situation and you're like, you have to go all in. I'm not saying that you give up the number one pick in the draft, or I should say your number one pick in the draft for the next four years. I'm not saying to get to the number one position, the Bears are going to want something. I still think the Bills, Bears are going to take Williams no matter what. But if it costs yeah. too much, what is too much, I guess, is my point, because you don't know. You don't know the value of those picks. They're all, all risk. They all have risk, I should say. Yeah, and I think I said something similar before when I went on my darkness retreat and went off grid. <laughs> You know, how much is too much to get what you think is your franchise guy? Right. I would I will say that, and I want to reiterate this, that once you get your franchise quarterback, it's a lot easier to build the rest of your roster. Because, then, like I said, then you, you're not worried about giving up assets to move up or trade this player to get a quarterback or spend this money to get a veteran of agency because you have your quarterback, especially on a rookie deal. And then you can say, okay, we got our quarterback. Now we can, you know, Add a wide receiver here. Now the Raiders already have a top wide receiver, Devonta Adams. We'll see what happens with Josh Jacobs, but they will already have a duo of running backs that can take the load off of a young quarterback's shoulders. What they right. need to do around that quarterback, in my opinion, right now, is just to build that offensive line. They can do that in the draft. Just yes. because you're trading up for a quarterback doesn't mean you're trading all your early round picks. They may be able to hold on to their second round pick, despite you know moving up to you know into the top ten. Yeah. And you can use that second round pick and draft the. Draft a tackle. This is a deep tackle class. So you could still address other positions outside of the first round. I think that's what a lot of responders have missed when they converse with me on social media is that, okay, we, we move up for a quarterback, but how are we going to address the other positions of need? And I say, well, that's what you got free agency for us. So you got cap dollars for us, but you got the second <laughs> round for So you got day two of the draft for you could address other needs other than quarterback. Well, and, and Mo, I mean, I, I, as much as it'll pain Raider fans again to mention the Chiefs, but if you look at the Chiefs, it's another great example to prove exactly what you said, which is the Chiefs got the quarterback position right. Okay, so they win the Super Bowl in 2019, and then they kind of had to retool. Remember, they said goodbye to Tyreek Hill, all this stuff. What, what did they do the last two years? The last, again, last year, they had seven draft picks from the same year, from the 2022 draft start in the Super Bowl and play significant, I should say, not start, play significantly Super Bowl. This year, those same guys were incredibly impactful again. They were able to draft better down the road after Mahomes 
was established because of that. They were able to do that. Uh, and they kept all those picks. And it's about later year because once you solve the quarterback problem, and there's no guarantee they would. They might take somebody in the top 10, Mo, and guess what? They're a bust. It could happen. It could happen. There's a 40% chance it probably happens. But that doesn't – you should not shy away from it because of that. There is risk walking outside your door. I think the Raiders, they have not – since they drafted Derek Carr, have not made an effort to go get – that franchise quarterback. So to me, it's going to be the top priority and I'll continue to beat the drum for it. And if you disagree, cool. I, I'm open to interpretation and opinion. So let us have it. We're good. All right. We're going to get to our calls now. Our first call is our good friend, James in Pennsylvania. Here's James in Pennsylvania. Hey, Scott Moe. This is uh, James from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I listen to you guys all the time. Love your show. Uh, love all the things that you guys are doing. Uh, my question is, if we don't, or if the Raiders cannot move up to actually get a quarterback, uh, do you think they just find a viable backup and maybe draft a quarterback and just go with that group and then see what they could do next year? Do you think that's an option? Or do you think there is a possibility that they can get the quarterback that they desire uh, in, in Daniels. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, like I said, love the show. I'll be listening. Take it easy. All right, James in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. A call from the Keystone State. I love it. Uh, Mo, this is a great question because I think it gets to something you and I have been hitting on for months, which is the Raiders have to have plan A, B, and C. Right. So plan A might be moving up in the draft to get a rookie. Plan B might be waiting a little bit into the second round and getting a rookie might not be the top three or four guys, but maybe five and six, i.e. a Michael Penix Jr., depending where he lands, somebody like that. Or plan C is something people are starting to come around on, Mo, by the way. Even with Luke Getze there, suddenly I hear Raider fans saying, you know, Justin Fields might not be a bad option. So there's an option to go get a guy like that who's on the younger side. You take a risk on. Uh, and maybe there's a plan D, which is, i.e., we go get a quote-unquote bridge. Guy. If all else fails, and I think that's the only way you get to plan D, by the way, is if all else fails, then you got to go get some sort of veteran to just come in and compete with Aiden O'Connell, which I think they need to do anyway. But tell me what you think and answer James' question there about the approach the Raiders take here. And I'm going to speak directly to James on this one. By the way, love Pennsylvania. Almost went to Penn State oh, yeah. before I committed to St. John's. <laughs> I visit, I visit, I've been in Pennsylvania multiple times. Love the state, by the way, James. Just put that out there. But it's, it's what I've been saying since, even before the offseason, people pushed back on this idea initially and now people started to come around on it. Ames touched on it in his voicemail. Let's remember Fragency comes before the draft. Yep. So you don't know who's going to be available at 13 for you. And you may not make a move for trade up into the top 10 before the draft. So the practical thing to do would be to get a veteran quarterback in Fragency, regardless, regardless of what, how you think the draft is going to pan out. You get the veteran quarterback in Fragency because you don't know what's going to happen during the draft, right? You can't guarantee that you that you're going to trade up, and you can't guarantee that the guy that you want is going to be available. So what do you do? You get a veteran quarterback in place to compete with Aiden O'Connell first, so that if you whiff on getting a quarterback in the draft, you can fall back on that veteran that you signed in free agency. 
If you don't get the rookie quarterback that you want, okay, fine. We have Aiden O'Connell and we have a veteran that we really like that can steady the ship time being. Mm-hmm. That should be the practical plan of Tom Telesco going into going into free agency is that we need to have a veteran insurance policy just in case we don't get what we want in the draft. That's number one, whether that's Justin Fields. I don't think we're going to get Justin Fields, Luke Getty 2.0 in my opinion, but whether mm-hmm. that's Jacoby Brissett, Garner Minshew, whoever it is, get the veteran quarterback who can run the offense adequately and compete with Aiden O'Connell for the starting job. Then you move on to the draft and say, okay, we've got a veteran quarterback. Let's go after Jaden Daniels. And right. I think the second part of that voicemail from James is that what is the possibility of the Raiders getting Jaden Daniels? And I've said this multiple times. We don't know that the Patriots are going to like the third quarterback available among the quarterback prospects. I've no. said this multiple times. A lot of people said, no, they're going to trade quarterback, out. Well, quarterback I'm, is going one, two, three. Quarterback's I'm going calling one, two, three. It, I'm calling it. They're trading out of that spot. Now, now you're saying, now I you know we talked about this. Now you, you predict they're trading out of this spot. Um, Matt Miller of ESPN said, the Patriots aren't built to support a quarterback. What right. they have, they could go. Right. They could go Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm starting to see more people have this idea that the Patriots don't go quarterback now. All of a sudden, I don't. I think the Patriots do one of two things: either they take a quarterback at three, or they move back and acquire more draft capital. Because let's remember, Gerard yeah. Mayo's taking over for Bill Belichick, and he's going to want his own program. So the best yep. way to do that is to get draft capital and have your own players. So yep. again, I want to reiterate this. There is no guarantee that whoever is available at three that the Patriots are going to want as their quarterback. They may say, we prefer the veteran that we signed in free agency. We prefer a guy that's going to go in the second round or maybe the end of the first round. We'll trade back. So yeah. there is a possibility that the Raiders can get Jaden Daniels or Drake May, whoever is the third quarterback whoever. available among the top three. Correct. I said this before and I say it again. The Patriots <laughs> are not necessarily locked into a quarterback in that spot. No, and, and I said it on Tuesday's show. I went on a little bit of a rant mo and I said, listen, I, I just I just don't see them going for a court. I don't that's not I think it's it's Carolina 2.0 from Bryce Young this year. He Bryce Young, I think don't give up on Bryce Young yet. I'm not a huge fan of his coming out of college, but I also am not going to give up on the kid. He was in the worst situation. That was not a situation for a rookie quarterback to go into. It just wasn't. They gave away the farm to do it. I get it, but it just wasn't the right situation for him. And, and or for them. And I think the Patriots are going to be in the same position. I think the Patriots are going to be the bell of the ball. This is the girl you want to ask the dance. And all the guys are lined up to ask the Patriots for that that trade uh, for that spot to trade into, because I think you're right. I think with Mayo there, the Patriots don't need a quarterback. And I think, Lee Frank, I think I think I, to be frank, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. Awesome player. I think he's going to fall a little bit because I think if you're a team that wants Marvin Harrison Jr., you don't have a quarterback. You know, what are you doing? Uh, and so, so to me, I see him falling up or somebody who needs a wide receiver as the last piece trading up somewhere to get him. So I think he might fall a little bit. Maybe I'm crazy, but, uh, but I think that's how it's all going to end up. And so the Raiders are going to have the opportunity to get up there, but, but I think those plans as you laid out, as I've talked about are the way to go. So James, thanks for that, uh, out of Harrisburg. You got something else, Mo, before we move on to the next call? No, I was just going to say, I, yep. I can see Marvin Harrison going to Arizona at four. If Arizona yes. doesn't move out of that spot, Marvin Harrison, Kyler Murray, that's going to be their, that's going to be their dynamic duo. Right. right they got their quarterback. So uh, for them to, to get that offense going, I mean, since, since Larry Fitzgerald retired and kind of started to go down a little bit towards the end of his career, they haven't had that, right? They tried with, uh, what's his face? DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins didn't work out for them there. So We'll see how it all goes. All right, we're on to our next call. Our good friend, uh, Tariq, is calling us. Let's see where he's traveling on business this week. Mo, <laughs> do you think it's – I'm thinking it's the Midwest somewhere. Let's see. 
Hi, Scott. Iowa. Hi, Mo. Hope you guys are well. Greetings from Davenport, Iowa. Yes. Carrot checking with you guys. Let the off season commence. I've been listening to a lot of Antonio Pierce's recent uh, podcast appearances and he's talking a lot of noise, man. You got to like his attitude. Um, saying that uh, that the teams in the AFC West should be concerned about the Raiders. Again, interesting considering we don't even know who our quarterback's going to be. <laughs> I do want to know what your guys' thoughts are on who you would take the free agent quarterback, um, Fields, Cousins, um, Russell Wilson. Who would you take and why? I just kind of want to pick your brain on that. And obviously whoever we get is going to be hopefully somebody that Luke gets he can uh, build around. Uh, and I, I also wanted your thoughts on the upcoming draft. Um, first and foremost, we'll see if we uh, franchise tag Josh Jacobs. That should be interesting to see what happens there. But when it comes to the draft, it just it just seems like Jaden Daniels is the guy that the Raiders want. And I predict they're going to make an aggressive push to move up into the top three or top five to try to get him. And I wanted to know your thoughts on mortgaging and giving up a lot of draft capital this year as well as next year to move up and get quote unquote their guy. Um, I'm skeptical about giving so much draft capital up for one, one player who's, you know, there's no sure thing. Every draft pick is, is a roll of the dice with the exceptional blue chip players like maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. But I wanted to know what your thoughts on that are. And uh, if you indeed would pull the trigger and, and give up so much capital to get your guy, uh, looking forward to your, your next show, you guys. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you later. Go Raiders. Bye-bye. All right. There's our buddy, Tarek. Appreciate it, uh-huh. as always. Usually calls in every week. He even called in last week when we didn't do a show. I felt bad because he left a great message. Uh, but Tarek, as always, uh, this time from Iowa, in the Hawkeye State, sitting out there in the cornfield. I, did, uh, I didn't listen to that voicemail beforehand. No, you did not. Did no, not you listen did to not. That voicemail. You got it. You nailed it. See, that's why he's most redomus. Uh, But a couple of things here, too. So the Jaden Daniels thing we talked about a little bit, and and it makes a lot of sense. I like the player. I mean, he won the Heisman Trophy. Let's let's not forget. But he also has the relationship from Arizona State with Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce, we know, based on the staff he's put together on some of the players like Jack Jones he brought in, that's a big deal. We talked about that during the coaching search. Relationships are everything in the NFL. So it makes all the sense in the world. I still believe... If I had to, if somebody said, Scott, you got to put $100 on a bet right now on who the quarterback for the Raiders, uh, who they pick in the first round is, I'm still going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering between, if he's there, McCarthy and Knicks. I'm not saying I want them or that I think that they're the best quarterback. I'm saying for some reason, it's just those keep rumorating in my head around the Raiders there. But from the free agent standpoint, we'll get to that in a second, Mo. The free agent standpoint, I'm seeing a lot of people going back to the Russell Wilson trough. Russell Wilson, while the Raiders, I believe, have to be a playoff team next year. I think they're on that cusp, right? We talked about that on the show before. Are they a Super Bowl team? No. Are they a team that should make the playoffs next year? Yeah, depending what happens at quarterback. So if if that's your goal, if your goal is like, as our good friend Jarrett Bailey goes on his tangents about with the Steelers, if your goal is to just get into the playoffs, then, then sign Russell Wilson, and, and, and you could probably make the playoffs. Or is the goal of the Raiders to build a team that wins a Super Bowl? To me, if it is, then you don't go for a high-priced free agent. And don't tell me Russell Wilson's going to play for the minimum. I don't care how much money he's making from Denver. He's not going to play for a minimum. Kirk Cousins, good quarterback, could get you there too. But again, Mo, I think to what you said earlier, if they're going to get a veteran – even if that's who ends up starting, I don't think it's a Russell Wilson or a Kirk Cousins. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think so either. Um, Kirk Cousins coming off of a torn Achilles. What is he going to be after coming off that torn Achilles? Are you going to pay him top dollar? Because he's probably going to command the most money the top among the, the impending quarterbacks that yeah. if they hit the market. That's if he doesn't resign with the Vikings. Correct. The other guy I would look at, and there's been a number thrown out there, Baker Mayfield. I advocated for Baker Mayfield last offseason. People called me stupid. Um, <laughs> I'll advocate for him again. Um, the number out there for him is 25 million a year. I know that's kind of steep to, to some people, to to the average person, but it's kind of the middle. It's kind of middle ground for the quarterback market because top notch yeah. quarterbacks are now making, you know, 40 million, 40 plus million now. They're right. saying and, Dak and, Prescott. And they but, lucked out with Garoppolo, but they gave him basically that. Right. So I, I would take Baker Mayfield at 25 million a year for three years. I would do that. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew is probably on the lower end. If you don't want to pay as much for a quarterback, mm-hmm. I would take a look at Gardner Minshew. Again, you're not saying Gardner Minshew is the answer at quarterback, but no. you're, you're looking at a veteran who can run the offense steadily and compete with Aiden O'Connell. If Aiden O'Connell can beat that veteran, so be it. If the veteran mm-hmm. wins out, then he's the guy. If you don't get your quarterback in the draft. So those are the right. two guys, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew too. I'm looking at course, Jacoby Brissett is also up there. He would be a low cost veteran insurance quarterback, a bridge gap guy. Now, if you're now Tarek also talked about, and we talked about this, he's a little skeptical about trading up for one player in the draft. And I get it. I totally understand it. A lot of other Raider fans have voiced their uh, skepticism about doing that and their, their hesitancy to do that. And I understand, but I've, I've repeated this phrase over and over again. Scared money. Don't make money. You got to take risk. I've been using it all week while you were off. I kept using it. I'm glad I kept you, giving you credit too. I, I'm, I'm glad you kept it alive, but you got to take risks in life and football. Oh. If you don't take risks, you'll never reach your highest potential. If you're too Absolutely. scared to make a mistake, if you're too scared to fail, guess what? You're going to stay in mediocrity. You're going to stay on that borderline level of man, just kind of good, sometimes good. Okay. If you want to get to that top level, and I can attest to this in my life. And I know, again, I, I don't play football for my professional life. But I will say this. If I didn't take the risk that I took years ago, I wouldn't be on this microphone talking to you all and talking to Scott right now. I'd be somewhere in an office pushing paper on some computer machine <laughs> and not happy with my job. Right. I had to take a risk to get where I had to go. Amen. I think, I'm giving you an amen. And and, and it's the same goes for football, the quarterback position. If yes. you're too scared to pick a bust, don't trade up at all because that's part of the deal when you trade up. You don't know what you're going to get yeah. because the, all these guys coming in are unproven. So if you think the guy is your guy, take go get a him. chance. Go, go get him. And, and Mo, listen, you're again, you're talking to a guy and you're listening to a guy here. And this is all well known, of course, because we've talked about it for seven years. This is a guy who grew up a Charger fan, and I gave up on the Chargers. 2014, they were leaving San Diego. I was done with being a fan, right? So then I re-entered back into the media business, and I started a Raiders show. And I had friends. Are you freaking crazy? You were a Charger? What do you? Where, what, what, uh, but I'm in Las Vegas, you know, my my home. 
and I started. So a risk. And there were, there were people who knew, unfortunately I had a former friend who was leaking pictures of me from 30 years ago wearing a Charger jersey. Uh, and there were people who wouldn't listen to me because, oh, he's a Charger fan, okay. But I took the risk, I went on it. Also, just like you're talking about jobs, right? So Tarek, I know this because you're in business. It's like you sometimes will get a job, they'll say, hey, we're gonna pay you more money, um, but you gotta do this, right? There's a risk because uh, the numbers you have to reach are higher. Or we're gonna pay you less money but we have to ask you to move it, but we're gonna give you more benefits and we're gonna do this stuff. There's risk with everything to your point about your own career, Mo. And I think that this is what you can't get trapped in. You can't get trapped in what I call no man's land of, should I, should I not, should I not? You, you just gotta go. You gotta go with what you believe. You have data, you have information, you have opinions from your staff. They tell you, this is our guy, or no, we don't like any of these guys. That's what you go with. And so, so yes, you have the risk and the Raiders have been burned. So I understand fans in Raider Nation being really worried about it because of what's happened over the last 20 years, but you can't, you, that's the past. You, you can't go on it. It's a different regime, different people in charge, except for the owner, but you have a new GM who's had a lot of experience. You have an inexperienced coach, but he knows what he wants. So I think that that position puts them right in the middle of, if you got your guy, go get him, especially at the most important position in all of sports at the court. So. One more comment about text voicemail. And I yeah. will say this, and I've also removed myself from this, remove my career, move your career from this. And let's, let's keep it to the Raiders for this, for this analogy. Mm -hmm. The Raiders have botched or whiffed on how many first round picks for how many years. So for the people out there who are afraid to give up the farm or trade up for a quarterback because they're afraid it will set them back for five to ten years, <laughs> the Raiders have been botching first-round picks for how long, and they've been a mediocre team, right. right? So just think about if you if you so what? Okay, you trade up for a quarterback, it doesn't work out. You could it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be set back for five, ten years no. because if that were the case, no. the Raiders would be a, if that were the case, the Raiders would be a four and 13 team right now, because yes. how many first round picks did not pan out? How many of their first round picks in recent years didn't get a second contract? And the Raiders are still this eight and nine team that's on the cusp of a playoff berth if they get the quarterback position. right. Think about the last seven years, only two first round picks have worked out and one might be gone now, which is of course, Josh Jacobs. The other is right. Colton Miller. Right. That's it. And, and and did it set the Raiders back 10 years, Scott? Are the Raiders just four and 13 <laughs> bottom feeding team? No, they've no, been mediocre. No, no. And in fact, again, <laughs> a lot of people, because because he is he is the face of the Raiders right now. Max Crosby was a fourth rounder. It goes to show you that, yeah, you don't want to trade away all your picks, and you don't know. Max Crosby is a fourth rounder, too skinny on the bottom, right? I, so I was critical of the pick. I have no problem admitting that. I was like, what? Why are they? But look what he's done, become one of the best in the NFL. So again, it, it, it's the yin and yang of it all. You just don't know, but you got to take the chances. chances. You got to take a chance. All right. Our last call is, we saved the best for last year too. It's the longest one too. It's about <laughs> two, two and a half or three minutes long. And that is our good friend, Jacob in Fresno, who also calls in to our good friend Murph's Raider Fan Radio, always entertaining phone calls. So uh, if you have any liquid in your mouth, you might want to swallow now <laughs> before Jacob gets on his roll. Here's Jacob and Fresno. At least. Get. Gilly, 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 And many, 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 This is Jacob from Fresno. What's up, guys? 
yeah, so I had a question about you guessed it, <laughs> the quarterback, right? Go Same thing every week, pretty much, with every single caller, probably. Anywho, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. He freed up some money. Well, he's not gone technically yet, but he's he's as good as gone. There's a lot of cap that came from there. It seems like we're ready to build a team that's going to go off and do something great. We're primed for that, at least. So... What would be better than to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal with a great stout defense and a good offensive line to be there to protect them, right? As as one Schefter would say, that would be a great deal for the Raiders or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, I didn't have anything planned for the whole Schefter thing. I'm sorry, Scott. I know you're <laughs> you're looking you're looking forward to me doing something extra. Uh, maybe in the future, I'll get, I'll, I'll call up Schefter. I'll have him, you know, give you guys a, give you guys a ring. <laughs> but um, my whole thinking right now for the draft, I'm hearing everybody say, you know, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and it's typically in that order. But I, I'm not so sure that it really is because when I look at those three guys, I'm like, okay, Caleb Williams, he's got a lot of promise. Jaden Daniels, very fast, you know, and a great arm. Both of them are great athletes and great throwers. And we need mobility right now, for sure. We need some midtown mobility. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. But uh, when I look at Drake Trademark. May, sure, he's mobile. Sure, he's somewhat athletic. But I don't think running quarterback, I don't think, I just, he's not the pick that you want. He's not really ever sought after like these other guys. I don't think Daniels will last to pick three because of that. So I want, I, I want to see what a realistic trade up to one would be. Maybe, uh, I don't know what, three first, two twos? That, that hurts to say, but probably what we're going to have to do. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to do something like that. We're going to have to make a blockbuster trade. And here's Schefter make that call of, it's the Raiders picking uh, number one or something like that, <laughs> right? Again, it's not the best. It's not polished today, Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay, Jacob. And even he, he went so long, it cut him off. Uh, Jacob, as always, man, we appreciate that. And it's okay. You, The Schefter, you can reserve it for every once in a while. Uh, brings up a good some good points there, Mo. But I do think... I think people sleep on Drake May. He's not the sexy guy everybody's talking about, but you you look at what scouts, especially pro scouts, say about him and his abilities and his maturity level and kind of his football IQ and ability to make decisions, and he's kind of getting lost in that shuffle. I don't necessarily disagree with Jacob that Daniels might pop above him in the draft, uh, but 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 I like the kid too. I think he's viable, and I think he will go – uh, a third out of the quarterbacks. What order? We don't know yet, obviously, because like we talked about with the Patriots, maybe trading out of there. I think Drake May is going to be the second quarterback off the board. I, I think the, the the thing with Drake is that he doesn't have the, the buzz around his name because, let's be honest, Caleb Williams and Jake Daniels both won Heisman. Yeah. So they're, so they're both Heisman winners, and Drake May's team didn't make it to the college football playoffs. That's why you, know, you hear a lot of talk about Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, who... Mm -hmm won the title with Michigan. So Drake May isn't going to get the buzz because 
wasn't in the spotlight for the playoffs, didn't win a Heisman. But I will say that if you if you listen to or read a lot of film guys, draft analysts, draft gurus, I guess you want to call them, he, they're comparing him to Justin Herbert. Yes. Size, stature, and, and just the, the look of him, they see a lot of Justin Herbert. Now, I think Drake May makes more spectacular throws, but when it comes to the upside and potential, a lot of people think he, he could be Justin Herbert-esque when yeah. he gets to the league. And I think you need to pay attention to that because I, I, I honestly think that if I'm ranking them right now, I'll take a deeper dive into these quarterbacks as we go on. But I think he's going to be the second quarterback of the world because I think the teams are a lot higher on Drake May than the media. Exactly. Let's remember in the media, and we're part of the media, Scott, you know, we like the flashy names. We like the big <laughs> stories. And as I said, it's easier to talk about two four, former Heisman or former and a reigning Heisman uh, winner than it is to talk about a quarterback whose team didn't even make the playoffs. Right. You have to actually go in and look at the film and look at his games and say, okay, this guy has a talent to be a top two pick. And I think yeah. a lot of people are missing that. There are some people coming along on Drake May over the past week. I've seen it. But I, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be quarterback number two. And and it, arm strength is not everything, but that's where, too, you see a lot of the comparison to Herbert because he can fling the freaking ball. Again, nobody, not a lot of people watching North Carolina football, okay? Right. But but if you watch him, you'll see the similarities there. And that's why I mentioned pro scouts, even anonymous scouts that are named in some of these stories, just talking about how this kid is, is you know, and again, anything can happen, but this kid is plug and play is what they're calling him, right? Plug and play, get him in there. Even, even though you have the two Heisman winners and they have immense talent, um, I think that pro teams look at Drake May and say, you know, we could plug him in right away, and and he's probably going to have the most game-ready ability of any of them in that first round. So it'll be interesting. Jacob, as always, my friend, thank you for the entertaining phone call, and we appreciate you guys. Make, make sure you call in for next week's show, 702-900-7869, or mail at silverandblacktoday.com, all found in the description of the podcast or the video below. All right, Mo, we are out of time for this week uh you're back in the swing of things what do you got going this week up on bleacher report or on sports not on sports now i'm going to talk about a little bit of what i talked about today and i'm going to make the case that josh jacobs will be a raider beyond the, the beyond the 2024 season i actually strongly believe he's back and i love i know a lot of people push back on this mm -hmm. a lot of people push back that he would be back last year and wind up on the french a modified franchise tag deal but for the points that I brought up today, I'll flesh those out and explain why I think he'll be a Raider. Uh, not for the, I, I would say for the long term, but for the 2024 season. And uh, no Bleach Report live shows until Monday, the 20, what is that, the mm. 25th or 26th? 25th. Yes. I will have 25th. a Bleach Report live, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, talking about early draft targets. So I'm going to take my first dip mm. into some draft talk and just talk about some possible targets other than the quarterback. Of course, we'll talk quarterbacks because that's the most important position. But we'll talk about some other positions of need, some of the positions we talked about today on this show. All right. So if Josh Jacobs doesn't come back, are you going to eat mint chip ice cream again? Absolutely not. But I will say <laughs> I will say that um, he had another idea of mine and he got another, he got a better offer. But I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's 60-40 that he's back. But again, yeah, that, I, I, I don't would agree. I think it's 50-50. So I'm 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 there with you. I'm just 10% less sure you are. That's it. 
but yeah, I, I am there. I, I think so. I think I think Pierce wants him back. If Pierce goes to the mat and they can work the numbers out, I think he's definitely back. No question. I'm glad you're coming around, Scott. <laughs> All right. There you go. Make sure, uh, again, that you check out Mo's work up on sportsnot.com. You also can check out my stuff on there. We're going to get uh, a lot of combine coverage going up on Sportsnot, so check that out. I will have a couple of Raider pieces on the combine as well and going to be up in Indianapolis and uh, good to see some folks. Levi from, from the show last, uh, last time will be up there with the Raiders as well, I think, our good friend Q Meyer. So I'm going to hopefully get to get some of those guys and we'll get some uh, – Get some fun going on with uh, Raider media guys. It'll be good. But uh, do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. And uh, put on that auto download. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you again for subscribing and hitting the notifications bell. And that thumbs up is always helpful too. All right. For our producer, Mike Robbie, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today. We will see you guys all on Tuesday. Take care now.